Ho, 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 ho. You're listening to the Bad Religion Podcast for Sunday, December 24th, 2006. Fuck Xmas. God rest in Jerry Mental Men, that's nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on his birthday. Who saved us all from Satan's hand when we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Good tidings of comfort and joy. And left but just a trace Oh, tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy Good tidings of comfort and joy Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of the Bad Religion Podcast, Fuck Xmas. In this episode, I'll be playing the various Christmas songs that the band has played over the years, as well as all the traditional Bad Religion podcast regular features you guys have come to either loathe, tolerate, or enjoy over the past year. Let's get right into the first song of the show, appropriately titled, Fuck Xmas. So that was a song called Fuck Xmas. The next song up is a more traditional Christmas song called Silent Night. This was done in the same K-Rock Christmas show back in 1993 as Fuck Xmas. Allegedly, there was also a studio version of the song done, although I've never seen it. This song made it onto a compilation called So This Is Xmas, released by Atlantic in the 90s. If you listen, you can also hear the riff from My Sharona in the middle of this song for some reason. So here's Bad Religion's version of Silent Night.
Well, the next song up isn't really about Christmas. It is superficially about the materialism that goes along with the holiday. And by superficially, I mean the word is used, but in a much different context. For those of you who don't remember, this song is where the process of belief gets its title from. The materialism referred to in the song, according to a quote at Defining Bad Religion, means a widely held system of thought that explains the nature of the world as entirely dependent on matter, the fundamental and final reality beyond which nothing need be sought. Sangui at Defining Bad Religion sees the song as a contrast between materialism and idealism, between physical matter and spiritual ideas. But let's pretend the song isn't about this and is instead railing against the materialism of Christmas. Here's a version of that song from Orlando in 2002. So that was Materialist, played live at the home of, or at least near it, Mickey Mouse in 2002. The next Christmas song was recorded a little more recently than Silent Night and Fuck Xmas back in 2001 at another K-Rock show. This song is Frosty the Snowman and was the first show that Brett played live with the band after returning before the process of belief. I believe it is also the first show that the band played live with Brooks on drums. Anyways, you can hear Brett playing the bells throughout the song if you really listen. So here is Frosty the Snowman live in 2001. Oh, 
time for the news section of the show. Once again, it's been a pretty quiet week in Bad Religion news. Pretty much the only significant thing that happened over the past few weeks is that Bad Religion may be playing at K-Rock's Weenie Roast in May. Apparently, there's a poll on the radio station's website that asks listeners to select what bands they'd like to see, and Bad Religion is one of those bands. The Alternative Press is also reporting that the band's new album will be out in late spring or early summer, but I don't think that they have any additional information that we don't necessarily already have. That's pretty much it for band-related news for this episode. However, there's one other semi-noteworthy thing that happened since the last show, and that is that the band Switchfoot did a cover of Sorrow. For those of you who don't know, Switchfoot is a band that is often labeled as a Christian rock group, although their Wikipedia page insists that they do not like the label. Personally, I thought the cover was actually pretty bad, but there was a big discussion about the fact that this band did a cover of a Bad Religion song on both the BR page and punknews.org. First off, the lead singer says that this song was one of his big influences growing up, which is a little strange, as it didn't come out more than five years ago. That aside, the big debate was over why what many feel is a Christian rock group is doing a cover of a bad religion song, especially one dealing directly with faith in God like Sorrow. The actual debate wasn't too interesting, but it did bring up the fact that there are a lot of Christians and religious people in general who listen to bad religion. It just goes to show you can't judge people on face value. Just because someone likes bad religion doesn't necessarily mean that they are an atheist, or even that they believe in the same social views expressed in the band's songs. Anyways, here is Switchfoot's, in my opinion, not so good cover of Sorrow. We were we were kind of dreaming up a, a cover of one of my favorite songs growing up. This is a this is a bad religion song called Sorrow. Can you hear me? Have a let you down. I curse the day that I was born, and all the sorrow in this world. Let me take you to the hurting ground. All good men are trampled down To settle a bet that could not be won Between a prideful father and his son Oh, guide me now, for I can't see a reason for the suffering and this long misery What if every living soul could be upright and strong Well then I do imagine there will be 
You got you just worked that out last night in the hotel room. You have never done that uh, cover before. Or? We were trying to work it out where uh, we figure out a, something for Tim to play, but um, I told him he should just go running into the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know it's really funny. Yeah. Like th- it sucks for the people that aren't here, but the, the the other four guys in the band look so bored while you're doing that. They're just yeah. like, eh, looking at their watch. Yeah, no, that was that was beautiful, man. That was that's awesome. A, that, that's a great cover. Uh, thanks for being here. You guys, yeah, give it up one more time for Switchfoot. Next song up is one of the best covers I think the band has done, and it's a song called I Saw the Light by Hank Williams that the artist recorded in 1948. A number one song with the same title is also done by Todd Rundgren, who I'm sure most of you know produced The New America. Before that song starts, you'll hear Greg dedicating this song to Ricky Rockman. A quick Google search didn't turn up any results on who this is, so if someone happens to know, send me an email by mailing me at brpodcast at gmail.com. And without further ado, here is I Saw the Light from the K-Rock Christmas show in 1993. All right, I know you got to take this with a grain of salt, hearing it from bad religion, but Merry Christmas. We know damn well that this isn't a Christmas song that we're about to do. Yeah, but it's, uh, well, it's something we've always wanted to do. And uh, Ricky paid us a lot of money if we dedicated it to him. So this one's for Ricky Rockman, a big Hank Williams fan. Join in and uh, sing along with us on this lovely spiritual, will you? No wonder, no nameless, my life filled with sin. But I wouldn't let my dear Savior in. Jesus came like a stranger in the night Ways the Lord, I saw the light I saw the light, I saw the light No more darkness, no more night Now I'm so happy, oh sorrow Wonder no law, worries and fears I claim for my 
like a blind man who got me back inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness. No more night. Now I'm so happy. No sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. Sinner. I was a fool to wander and pray for a slave. Let's take a trip down listener interaction lane and move into the song guessing contest. Last week's clips, so I was told, were not very hard, so I guess if you didn't get them, you had to be stupid or something. But this being Christmas, I guess I'm in a generous mood, so here are the answers anyway. Number one. That was World Without Melody. Number two. That was It's Reciprocal. Number three. That was White Trash. Number four. That was Land of Competition. Number five. That was Streets of America. Congrats to Kabir, Vincent, and Jeff for getting all those correct. Let's see how you do with this week's five clips. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Once again, those clips are number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Number five. Send those answers to brpodcast at gmail.com. Moving right along, since I imagine this episode is pretty short, I'm going to dive into the interview archive I have on my computer and play a classic Bad Religion interview for your listening pleasure. Here's an interview from 1996 with Brian Baker talking a little bit about Bad Religion and a lot about Minor Threat. Merry Christmas or something. Could you first of all introduce yourself, please? This is Greg Graffin from Bad Religion. We're sitting in Amsterdam, somewhere on... Sander. Yeah, somewhere in the center. It all looks the same to me. <laughs> We're at the Epitaph headquarters of Europe. Have you been here before, actually? I mean, you guys, of course, you have a, a huge Epitaph link, but have you been to this office before? Oh, many times. This is uh, our home on the continent. <laughs> and why Amsterdam, actually? I, I mean, before we start talking about your band 
Well, when Brett set up the company over here, I think he wanted to choose a place that was uh, closest to the red light district, so he decided. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you guys, uh, actually, only last week, uh, a promotional guy told me you guys had a new record out, uh, and you guys are going to tour again, uh, and I was like, finally, wow. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's... Uh, For us, we never really ever go away. Sometimes we might go dormant. Like, for instance, we I last year spent almost the whole year finishing my dissertation, writing my PhD. So that's why we maybe didn't hear much about bad religion for the last couple of years. But uh, we always have something to say, and at certain times we uh, bring back... Uh, Hopefully, uh, a provocative piece of music that uh, will get people excited. Yeah, what's what's it going to sound like, or what is it sounding like? Well, this album we really tried to make a better record than uh, the process of belief, our last record, and uh, it's a very hard hitting album, I think, with very pointed criticisms and uh, very interesting um, production technique. I mean, we didn't change too much, but we used a couple elements on a, on, a, on each song that we haven't tried before, and interesting transitions between songs and whatnot. Could you elaborate on that? Uh, uh, well, for instance, uh, this, the whole album starts off with a nice introduction that uh, a lot of uh, bands are doing these days, but it's a sort of a throwback to Bad Religion's uh, First album, I th first album we did a song called "Fuck Armageddon, This Is Hell," and it's got a, a pretty elaborate introduction, and uh, maybe that was a sign of things to come in the uh, punk world because it seems like everyone's doing some introduction nowadays. <laughs> I bet I can imagine if you set out to make another record, uh, first you stick your head together, like, okay, what was it going to sound like? What are we going to make? What do we want to make, actually? Honestly, the songs on a Bad Religion album evolve as uh, separate, independent, very personal um, ideas. Brett and I write completely separately, and the ideas are developed within our own heads. And uh, we pretty much uh, elaborate on the song completely. We map it out completely before we uh, present it to the band. And only after that time does the band add their two cents and what's their what's their influence i mean can they change a lot in the songs or are you guys like two dictators or? no we're, we're very fortunate to have true masters at each instrument and those guys add a whole new development to the song when they put their uh, stamp on the song talking about masters is uh, the the lineup still the same is brian baker still in the band yep the lineup has not changed uh since our last album and uh uh, we have we added a new drummer two years ago, uh, who played on the process of belief. But um, other than that, the band hasn't changed for ten years. Hey, you you just mentioned you were studying for your thesis, your PhD. Uh, what what do you study actually? Oh, my PhD is on uh, is in uh, zoology, but more specifically evolutionary biology. So it's kind of a philosophical pursuit within the science of biology. So I guess uh, there aren't too many rock or punk stars uh, graduating at the same time? or I don't know of any, <laughs> so you can let me know if there are some here in Holland. 
probably probably somewhere out there. But I mean, uh, uh, how can you combine it? Doing a study, playing in a punk band. Well, first of all, uh, biology is a topic that touches every aspect of uh, social life. And Bat Religion is a band that sings about social life and hopefully creating a better social life. And the so there's uh, ideologically there's not that much of a of a contrast between my two interests. But also, I would say that my life in Bad Religion um, is more like a professor giving a lecture to the audience rather than a rock star performing for a bunch of uh, rock fans. I feel like when I'm on stage, th- my connection to the audience is one of, like a professor uh, teaching a, a lecture. It doesn't sound very rock and roll, let alone punk. Well, forgive me then. Uh, I will have to say that um, if it doesn't sound punk enough, maybe... uh, Screw you. Maybe someone's in the wrong venue here. (laughs) Okay, point taken. No, but I mean, it's a special combination. I mean, uh, of of course, uh, there are a lot of people uh, who study and uh, play bands as well, but I mean... Well, I mean, some people are uh, classically trained musicians who go up on stage and play three bar chords (laughs) so it's like you know there's a lot of people who have outside interests other than what they're doing on stage in mine my situation i try to combine some of the ideology or the philosophy from my science and i incorporate it into the music and on your new album on the new album in what way could you pick out some songs well there's a song called atheist peace on the on this album that uh is a distillation of a lot of my uh, ideas in science that uh, have been, um, in this case, I, I distilled them down to a two-minute uh, attack on the idea that if you're an atheist, you're somehow uh, combative or you want to fight with uh, religious people. And uh, I don't think... Um, there's any atheist that I know who's a violent person or a combative person. Um, also, uh, there's a song called Sinister Rouge, which is a real um, attack against the Roman Catholic tradition that uh, is not only in the church and the church goers, but it's really in, infused itself into society in general. And uh, I think it's... Uh, I'm in the song criticizing it as a sinister um, institution. Are there any comments on uh, uh, the invasion on Iraq or Bush in office and on the new album? Well, that's the other uh, vein in the album. Uh, it's uh, We aren't really a political band per se because we really like to talk about uh, philosoph- philosophical issues that affect mankind and, and how it affects uh, social life. But uh, occasionally we do have political songs and political streams of consciousness that have stretched back through a number of our records. And uh, obviously we're opposed to the conservative administration. We're opposed to the uh, doctrine of preemptive war, which uh, is not something that most Americans are uh, supportive of. And... uh, the fact that our administration has taken uh, taken this and run with it 
uh, have really run away from the American people uh, is a crime. Yeah, and it's strange as well. I mean, it, it, it really it's mind-boggling that somebody is the most powerful man in, in the planet by a stolen election, which was only supported by like maybe thirty percent of all the people in America as a whole. Yeah, which uh, shows you that uh, if it can happen in America, it really could happen anywhere. It happens, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that'll all change this year. Do you uh, think so? I I don't I have optimism, but uh, you know, nothing surprises me anymore. So I don't predict outcomes like that. You guys live in California, right? <laughs> Where anybody can get elected as you can tell. Yeah, what did you think when when Arnold Schwarzenegger got elected? I mean, come on. It kind of uh exemplifies uh everything about modern politics, and that is image is all that's really important. I mean, here's a guy uh who never represented people in his life, never has a history of public service, doesn't really show any abilities in his history to uh work with uh um were legislative or um or economic issues and yet uh he's the most popular guy on the ballot because uh they all look at him as being the terminator so uh, image is everything and of course image in america at least is dictated by hollywood and that's why los angeles is such an important city in america because uh television and movies all come from that uh little uh place in southern california hey you guys have any plans on touring uh, europe as well we'll be in europe uh, in may of this year and uh as usual uh we're going to be playing about uh 12 different countries and uh hopefully uh people in holland can make it out to uh Tilburg. Wait, where are we playing again? Playing in Tilburg? No, uh, I think so. Oh, the 013. Is that where we're playing? Sorry. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's a good place. How far is that from Amsterdam? Uh, maybe an hour drive. Okay, I think it's Tilburg where we're playing. <laughs> I hope I'm right. <laughs> sounds a little bit like Spinal Tap, actually. Yeah. <laughs> where am I now? Exactly. <laughs> hey, what are your um, uh, five... No, let's make it easier. Three favorite songs ever. By any band. Oh, three favorite songs. Of so all. I can play them on the radio. That's going to be tough. I have to think about it for a minute, but can you play any era? I mean, one of my favorite songs of all time is called No Way by the Adolescents. I mean, that song, they're contemporaries of ours. Of course, we started about the same time, so they've been long forgotten by many people, but they are... They should be remembered because they're one of the great bands of all time. Um, another one of the great songs. Uh, let's see. Your favorite Bad Religion song? Oh man, that's a tough one. I mean, Two? I would have to, I would have to s cite songs on the new album because I really feel like the new album represents a uh, culmination of all my uh, struggling to write better songs in the band it's the culmination of 23 years of songwriting experience and on there i mean I, I, high points on the album i don't really know maybe um you know we reached an apex with uh atheist peace is is a well-written song so is this actually the best album you guys ever did in your opinion why well, is it a time thing well of course that sounds uh cliche 
But uh, if you're a songwriting band, which we are, we're we're all about songs, and uh, you take it seriously each time you put out a record, you have to assume that uh, the cumulative experience uh, is going to all synthesize into something pretty special. And that's, I think, what we achieved on this record. So you might play uh, another... You might play um, Los Angeles is Burning, because that's another... Uh, one of those culminations. Okay, thank you very much. Hey, it's ten years later, and guess who's still in Bad Religion? Zing. Here's a song from Greg Hetson's old band, Red Cross with a K. The song's called Annette's Got the Hits. If someone can find a way to relate that to Christmas, send me an email and you'll get the awesome reward of having your name read on the show. Same with this song called The Only One by Brett's psychedelic 80s project, Seeing Eye Gods.
So he's reading the biography of former Bad Religion drummer Pete Finestone on the tribute page set up for him, and apparently his favorite Bad Religion song is Land of Competition. In the event that he actually listens to this podcast, I'd say it's about a 100,000 to 1 chance, here's a little Christmas present. Here's Land of Competition off the album Suffer from the Numbers Club in Houston in 1995. something i think off in the distance i hear coming down the hills another installment of not so bad religion banter this week's not so bad religion banter comes from a show the band did in norway in 1996 since i figure it probably snows a lot in norway it loosely ties into the holiday theme of the show here goes all right now back to this uh, issue of cancellation how many of you are aware of the fact that we canceled the show here about six months ago Uh, let me try to explain. For a long time, many of you know my last name is Grafton. How many of you know that? Uh, well, the Grafton family goes back a long time. We have deep roots in tradition in Europe. And we actually were having a squabble for over a hundred years with the Olafsson family of Norway. Mom heard we were playing in Oslo, she said that if I didn't cancel the show, she would kick me out of the family. And, uh, I have to, I'm sorry, but uh, family runs deeper than fans. And you have to keep your mom's. What happened is uh, recently my mom uh, divorced herself from my family, and uh, I was able to come back. So that should never happen again. I just want to assure you. 
Well, that's pretty much it for this Bad Religion holiday special. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and remind you that you can check out the blog, brpodcast.blogspot.com, for the feed and for all the past episodes of the show. You can also subscribe through iTunes by searching for the Bad Religion podcast, and you'll also see updates about new shows at the brpage.net. The last two songs this week come from the Holiday Sampler album and are two additional Christmas songs by the band. The first one is a version of Joy to the World, and the second one is a cover of The First Noel that the band called Leon. In both of the songs, Greg changes the lyrics up a bit to reflect his not-so-supportive beliefs of Christianity. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's possible that in the next episode you will hear my voice coming through a lot clearer thanks to some new equipment. But don't hold your breath. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen of the community of angels, I'd like to share a little something we've done. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive a king. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven nature sing. World with tooth and nail and makes us follow him. They can't tell us why, they just fall in line. And he shall rule the world, and he shall rule the world, and he shall, and he shall rule the world. He was world, I said that before. Now I think I'm done I can't remember anymore of this crazy song But hey, it's Christmas time But hell, it's Christmas time And hey, hey, and ho, ho, ho It's Christmas time